Are you happy with your life's decisions? Some of them, perhaps, but what about all of them? What if, by changing your thought patterns, you could manifest a magical, mysterious, and inspired life? Welcome to Sacred Haven Living with host Carolyn McGee. Learn from amazing guests who have taken their lives to a whole new level, along with intuitive wisdom from your host. It's time to live the life you've always dreamed about. Now, here is Carolyn McGee. Hello, everyone. My name is Carolyn McGee. I am your Sacred Haven Living Guide, and I am so thrilled to be here again to explore more healing and energy portals in Sacred Haven. Um, It's my pleasure to have as my guest, Jen Paseno. She is a priestess, and we are going to be diving into the gifts of connecting in with spirit and with nature. So as we always start, I invite you to walk with me down this beautiful pathway. Just take take your time, notice the smells, perhaps you hear birds, you can see that beautiful reflecting pool that's ahead of us. And let's start our sacred journey together. And let's gather around this beautiful reflection pool. And if you're comfortable, I invite you to put your hands out to your side and feel the energy of the people that are around you. Because whether you're listening live or you're listening at some point in the future, we are all energetically connected. We are all present energetically uh, as part of this journey. So let's pull our energy together by closing our eyes and breathing in through our nose and out through our mouth three times. Can you feel the energy shifting as we do that, expanding? Because now we're not one. Well, we are one, but we're a collective one instead of just an individual one. And we are more powerful that way. We're breathing in the energy of Sacred Haven and all of the magic that is there for us to be able to really connect and to to expand our awareness and our healing and possibilities. So today we're going to be looking for the gifts of spirit portal. And I'm going to ask my friend Jen to come along with me and you guys follow along too. And let's just see where this portal shows up because one of the beautiful things about being in this magical world where imagination and reality come together is things just magically appear. And so, Jen, do you see anything that looks like it might be the portal, the entrance that we need to go into? Mm, Of course, I'm drawn to the path because we're Mm. all on this beautiful journey and our paths all look different and they weave and they wind and they'll lead us exactly where we need to go. We always have to trust that very next step. Oh, that is so beautiful. Yeah. And what I'm seeing along this path is what actually looks like a beautifully wrapped gift. It's, you know, the gift of nature. So I'm just going to open up this box and we're going to all go into the box so we can go into this gifts of spirit portal. So come on, everybody. Let's go. 
let's jump in. <laughs> oh, it's so serene on the other side of this. I invite everybody to let go of your day-to-day stuff. That to-do list, you know, one of my little tricks with to-do lists is that I imagine in my mind um, a post-it note because I am the queen of post-it notes. Uh, and I just write down all the thoughts and all those things that I need to do because I want to be present. You know, that's one of the real big powers of working with nature and with spirit is with being present. Right, Jen? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So powerful. So I just, you know, let go of all of that energy and really step into the now. And, you know, Jen, do you have any tips for people on grounding or becoming more present so that they can really open up their energy to receive? Mm. The biggest thing is to leave the outside world outside. To come into the here and now, we have to trust that that to-do list can wait. Mm. And just come into the sacred haven, the sacred space, together to grab whatever it is you're here to grab, learn, see, and feel. Yeah, those senses, all of those senses. And it's, you know, I think sometimes we forget about that feeling in those sensing senses because we're so wrapped up in what we see with our physical eyes and what we hear with our ears. And I think that's where we get wrapped up in the doing, right? Yeah. All of yeah. the doing, the busyness. But when we come into the present and we allow that to fade away and allow our mind to quiet, I think we are more in tune with all of the little senses and sensations mm-hmm. that our body gifts to us. Yeah, there's so much power in that. So I invite everybody to just let go of all of those other distractions and really focus in on our journey here now. I know a lot of people like to multitask, but I am going to give you a sacred invitation to just really allow yourself to be here now. Now, Jen, as a priestess, one of your gifts um, as you know, as, as well as mine, is really tapping into the energy of the elements. And, you know, I'd love to kind of just have a conversation and allow people to uh, expand the magic of understanding what those elements are and how they can support them in their healing. So where would you like to start with that? Oh, there's so much and there's so many different avenues that you can take because it's such a deep... Um... It's a deep way to work to get into Mm -hmm. your inner gifts and your inner wisdom. I don't think you can mess up. I think (laughs) there's no right or wrong when you're working with the elements. Uh, The first step, I believe, is just being aware to your surroundings Mm -hmm. and listening and learning to what comes through. And for me, tapping into those elements really took me on a journey within myself to help me feel in a way that I never really felt before. I was always a doer. And I mean, queen of doing for sure. And getting into the element of earth and air and fire and water, it allowed me to realize how interconnected everything is and the gratitude for all of the small things. And um, I learned a lot about that in my priestess journey of me stripping away old conditioning and coming more into myself on my spiritual path. But I have to say, I also learned a tremendous amount from my little boy. Mm 
because kids see everything and everything is curiosities and wonder and excitement. And I think that's something that we as adults need to get back to instead of just walking like zombies from point A to point B, (laughs) actually paying attention to the beautiful path and the flowers and the buzz of the bees or the, the birds that are flying through the air and all of the wisdom that is interconnected within all of that and how it works as a collective whole. Yeah, there's so much power in that. And I think people take nature for granted. You know, when I was so busy in my doing, like you mentioned, you know, I was an engineer and I was highly logical and I worked for corporate America and um, we were measured on how much we got done on what we did, you know, whether in a certain time period. And I forgot about things. And I I have seen since the more present I am, the more connected I am to nature and to all of the different elements, actually, the more I can get done because I've got more energy and I'm, I'm more connected to the information that comes through me instead of from me. Mm, that's beautiful insight. I would say, too, when you're, when you're coming into that place from doing, 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 there's this little gap in between the doing and being present that feels a little uncomfortable. And I think it's important for people to understand that that's natural. It's a natural part of our growth. It feels uncomfortable to not be doing all the time because I think Mm. so many of us are conditioned that that's the way to be successful. That is the way that we are supposed to get the grades, get the job, get the man, get the woman, whatever it may be, all that doing. And then there's this little gap where we're just with ourselves. And within nature. And sometimes that gives people an uncomfortable feeling. So I want to just make sure if, if people are new to this journey of working with the elements and actually quieting the outside world to come to the inside world, that it's okay to feel a little bit like just a little off for a second until you are able to go within and relax into the wholeness of who you are. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really a vibration shift. I remember when I first started um, doing a lot of work with the divine, I do a lot of work with the angels, and I f- went through this period where I felt like I was on an elevator, you know, that weird sensation when it drops, mm-hmm. because my frequency kept changing. And um, I thought I was, there was something wrong with me. I was actually a little bit worried for a while. And then um, my teacher and also some of my angel guides said, you know, no, we're just realigning you. We're changing your energy. But, you know, it, it's so important for people to understand that there may be some weirdness. There may be some things that don't feel normal because you are getting up. Basically, you're getting upgraded. We're moving into a different way of being and a different way of living. Right. It's alchemy. It's taking... Yeah us from one place and turning us into gold is how I like to say it. We're taking lead, which is the doing, 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 and transforming it into this golden light and allowing Mm. us to to go through that process. There is a calibration period. And that's where we do our inner work when things come up and they come through and we start having aha moments and we might need to unravel and unwind and let go and surrender. 
Yeah, that's so powerful. So let's just kind of take the, the, the listeners through a little journey of maybe the high points. I know that it's such a rich topic that we can't cover it all right now. But, you know, um, I would say Earth, you know, you and I have done some work together. And, um, you know, Earth is kind of the really the center of it all, right? Where it's, you know, mother and what we live on. It's our collective home. And, you know, how can people connect um, in a deeper way with earth and and how would they even know where to start with that? It's a different journey for everybody. And that's the thing is I don't think that there's any one way to do it. And I don't Mm. think there's a wrong way to do it. It's just wanting to do it. I mean, the easiest, simple way is go outside barefoot, Mm. sit on the earth, feel the earth, lay on the earth. Um, I was just in the North Georgia mountains with my son for a little getaway. And we laid down on the ground to look up at the stars and I hadn't done that for quite a, quite some time, probably since I was little, right? Just stargazing like that. And that, just feeling held and supported and nurtured from earth underneath my spine, but then also looking up to Father Sky, right? Mm-hmm. And seeing the illumination in the air. It was just a beautiful experience. And the thing is, is when you're going through these journeys, these spiritual journeys and unfolding and awakening your gifts and awakening your magic, you can't compare it to somebody else's journey. Right. And I think so often we're like, it should be, or it could be, or, you know, and it just is. It just takes trust. And and that is that one little step, that one little step to turn off your cell phone and go sit outside for a moment and listen to the birds and feel the sun or feel the wind. And that makes a connection. You don't have to try so hard. It will happen if you put away your phone (laughs) and you actually just go and be in nature and the more you do it the more I think you realize how easy it is to connect in those ways but also how earth and the elements nurture you and feed you and support you or at least that's what it did for me Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning, when you go through that awkwardness, you think you don't have time to do it because there's all the busyness. But then when you start carving out the time, you realize that time stops in those moments. Yeah. And also, as you mentioned, you energetically revamp. And when you do that, you get more done in less time. So by taking the time, you actually collapse time and you get more done more effectively instead mm-hmm. of muscling through it, which is how I, when I was in corporate, I muscled through everything, right? I was tired or exhausted and I just kept going, like the little engine that could just keep going, going, going. And when I started feeding myself in this way, allowing those moments, I just realized how I, it made things flow for me. Yeah. And it's, I think, you know, you mentioned gratitude earlier and, you know, that's such a high vibration for us to step into and it's acknowledging, you know, when I started my, my journey with the angels, I noticed that the more I acknowledge, and for me, I'm an auditory learner too. So I would speak it out loud and say, oh, I see that repeating number or, oh, I see the shape of an angel in a cloud or, you know, I've seen the whatever it is many times today. 
you know, a lot of animal guides for me with, you know, my animal connection and my energy with it. Uh, you know, I see a fox. I'm going to have to understand what fox energy is. And the more I acknowledged it and the more gratitude I expressed, the faster the messages came, the deeper the connections came. And it was so much easier for me to be able to intuitively know why this is happening and what what do I need to do with it. Mm. And so beautiful. And it's the recogniz- it's you're recognizing it. It's the synchronicities. Mm-hmm. And everybody has them. We just tend to go through life ignoring them because we're doing the next thing on our to-do list. Right. But just as you mentioned, that happens with everything so effortlessly if we just start acknowledging, whether it's the elements or it's our angels or our animal guides or spirit guides. It's a relationship. Mm. And just like a friendship, right? If you ignore it all the time, it's not going to be a very good friendship. Right. And it's the same with, with, with what we're talking about here on the spiritual journey and, and, and getting to know the elements and in our interconnected being of being humans on this earth, right? Right, right. And they're so powerful when, when you can recognize that. You know, my entire life, I have been a gardener. You know, my both of my grandmothers were, were gardeners. My mother was a gardener and my sister is too. So, I mean, we've got this very strong connection with plants. And, um, but I kind of took it for granted. I just, it was like, it was a piece of me, but I didn't understand the energetics of it until I was getting ready to move. You know, last year I moved from Massachusetts to North Carolina and every place I have moved, I have taken plants. You know, when I moved from my parents' home and you know, moved to Massachusetts, I took bits and pieces of plants. Every time I went to my grandparents' house, I dug up something. There was this lineage and ancestral thing going on with the plants. Um, and then when I sold my home and moved down here, it was getting into the fall and I was thinking, I, you know, I don't know if the timing is going to be good for me to take all my plants. So a friend of mine came to help me dig them all up and we were going to store them at her home over the winter. And before we could even dig up one plant, I felt my energy completely collapse because I was so supported by the energy of all of these plants that the thought of not having them during something as big as a move deflated me completely. And I just started sobbing so deeply that I'm like, I'm just going to turn it over to the angels and make sure that everything turns out. And it did. Everything just aligned when I got into that faith. And when I acknowledged, not only is there a lineage aspect with the plants, there is a deep internet energetic resonance for me that expands out from this piece of earth. Mm, how beautiful for you to realize that connection. Yeah, it was so powerful. Now, what are some ways that people can connect in with some of the other elements? You know, I think Earth is, we do take it for granted a, a little bit, but I don't think, but it's more tangible, I think, than something Earth perhaps is, like is wind. the most, yes, it's tangible. Well, the elements, so we work with cosmic energies and we work with the elements. The elements mm-hmm. in general are very tangible because your Earth, you can touch it, you can feel it, you can dig in it, you can walk on it and lay on it. Water, very tangible, right? We can work with the element of water by drinking it in. We can take um, 
use it with a spirit bath or in our shower and actually work with the elements that Mm -hmm. way, visiting a lake or a stream and just honoring it. And again, working with the sounds and everything that it does. It was such a big part of different cultures that they worked with, with water, you know, and air. You go outside, you may not be able to see it, but air is so beautiful for me to work with because it represents so many things. But for me, it has this element of freedom to it, Mm -hmm. right? Air doesn't beat itself up. If it wants to change directions, it just (laughs) does. And I think that's a very valuable lesson that we can take from it. It's that mental realm, but there is a playfulness to it when it's in balance, right? And then fire is one of my favorite. Um, But fire just you know, any kind of fire burning and we're coming into fall right here in Georgia. And it's just a beautiful time to be outside by the fire pit and working with that element of fire. So all of these elements are very tangible. They're very easy to connect with much more so than say working with the cosmic energies, because those are not so, not so touchy feely. Right. 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 It requires a deeper level of trust. Mm-hmm. to, with to the unseen with the yeah. unseen yeah yep yes. yeah and I think that's why I think this is a great foundation for people because it is so tangible mm-hmm. yeah I think that there's so much power in that to, to really understand it and to to realize too that you know the water there's like you mentioned there's the sound of it too and air it's it's the birds, it's the, it's the, you know, everything that moves, it's the feathers, there's, it's feeling like I, I always love going outside and being aware of the sensation of the wind on my, or the air on my skin. And the more I acknowledge it through your hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago I was outside and I noticed that the trees were completely still Mm. But I could still feel the wind on my body because I was expecting it. Right. I was welcoming that sensation of movement. And for me, it's a clearing energy also. You know, I can get a former engineer stuck in my brain and being too logical. But the movement of the air and the acknowledgement of everything that's in the air around me helps release that linear thinking that I can sometimes get myself stuck in. We all, we all have those moments where we get stuck in there. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's inviting it to just blow things away, mm. to blow away the worry, to blow away the fear, whatever it may be. I get really playful with my words all throughout the day and make it a, a everyday ceremony, especially with the elements, right? As I'm walking on earth, I'm walking closer to my dreams and desires, You know, as I'm washing my face, I'm washing away whatever insecurities or whatever it may be. But when you get playful with it, it doesn't make it so hard. You realize that we're working with these things all day, every day. And also they're a part of us. They're part of our humanness. Right. Right. And there's and I think, you know, being a child or in that childlike energy is is so powerful. You know, it, it. we're returning to really who we are authentically inside. You know, we, we are joyful beings. We are connected. We are curious and we're accepting. So, you know, tapping into that energy, if it, I think it brings up the gratitude, right? 
It does. It does. And the more you connect, I think the more grateful we get because we realize how surrounded we are by beauty, mm-hmm. how connected we are. I know for me, the more I dove into it deeper and deeper, the better I became as a human being is just being aware of how my decisions affect earth, affect water, recycling, all of these different things that when I was younger, I just didn't really pay notice to. Yeah, you know, I think it's something that you know, we sh- should be taught in school, you know, and I think in a lot of ways it is now. But, you know, when when I was growing up, it wasn't something that we were really paying attention to. Right, right. It definitely. Yeah. I think there is more exposure to it now than when we were when we were younger. But there's still a lot of awareness that needs to be shared. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, the gifts to go back to that. It's, you know. What can you give? And I want to, when we get back, we'll be taking a break shortly. When we get back, I want to talk more about how we can give back to the elements and what we can do to, to express that gratitude in, in, in what we're receiving, because there is so much power in that. Absolutely. Great. So... So as we kind of wrap up this segment, is there anything else that you want to talk? We'll talk about the gifts in just a second. But is there anything else that you'd like to mention to people or bring into their awareness for them to think about during the break? Mm, To think about during break, I would just say to allow it to wash through you Mm -hmm. of how often you are in contact with these particular elements that we're talking about so far, earth, air, fire and water and just how much you're actually using that where you could make that into a spiritual connected experience. Okay, that's wonderful. Well, I am really looking forward to continuing our conversation in a few moments. And uh, right now, we it's Carolyn McGee with Sacred Haven Living. And we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are listening to Sacred Haven Living. Want to find out more about Carolyn McGee and our program? 
visit carolynmcgee.com. That's C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-C-G-E-E.com. Now, back to Sacred Haven Living. Hello, it's Carolyn McGee, Sacred Haven Living Guide, and welcome back. It is so wonderful to be on this exciting and uh, powerful journey with you and to have Jen Pisano here with me. Uh, talking about the gifts in nature. And, uh, you know, one of the things that was so fascinating to me as I really began this journey on my own and started understanding it is remembering that it's reciprocal. It's not just all one direction. It's not us as humans taking from the animals. We're not taking from the earth. We're not taking from the water. There needs to be a cycle of energy and a give and a take, just as in life, (laughs) to keep balance. So what do you think about that, Jen? Well, I would say when we're working with these things, and and yes, 100%, I believe it has (laughs) to be, to me, I, I explain it as relationship. It is me building a relationship with each Mm. one of those elements, just like I would with you, right? I'm talking to them. I'm having gratitude for them. I'm sharing love with them in whatever way that comes through me. And for me, it is a way of communicating with them almost in prayer. And Mm. prayer is gratitude. It's not asking, do this for me, but it is, I have gratitude for you. I have thanks for you. And when I approach it from that standpoint, it is very easy to want to give back, right? Or to sit into nature and gift something to nature. And it could be something very, very simple. You know, it could be your mulch if you said you're a gardener. It could be that, but doing it in a way that it is a gift giving and it's not a chore. To me, that is the difference of gifting something to earth versus just going through the motions. I'm actually doing it with love and adornment to make that space more rich, more beautiful, more appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that really shifted um, a lot of the energies for me uh, even before I moved down here, but definitely even more when I looked at going out in my garden and, you know, deadheading, you know, which a lot of people can look at it as a chore, right? It's like you you need to go out and cut all of those off so that it doesn't go to seed because you want to get more flowers. And so, you know, we're kind of maintaining the garden or maintaining the, the plant in the way that we want it to be. And what, as I realize that I'm nourishing the plant, you know, so I'm giving my love and attention to it and then taking the seeds. And sometimes it's, it, it is, it's uh, leaving them for the birds. You know, when I, I had sunflowers this year and I left, you know, I took some of the flowers and um, I left some of them to, mm-hmm. you know, to give back to wind, to give back to the birds, to, to give back to the squirrels. And, and that feels beautiful, right? To be able to yeah. do that and leave it with that particular intention. You didn't just leave it to leave it. You left it with a very beautiful intention. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very powerful, I think, for, for me to step more into being intentional about it because I had spent so much time in that kind of unconscious doing energy um, and you know, to really remind myself every morning that 
I want to be aware of what I'm stepping into. I want to be aware of my actions. I want to be aware of my environment. And I think a lot of times people will talk about aware of your environment is, you know, you're looking for danger, that old fight, flight, freeze thing. But it's more of the gifts that are around us. The gifts, absolutely. And and it's a richness to it. There's a beauty to it. There's a a sound to it, a sensation, mm-hmm. a feeling, a love to it. Yeah. And the more you're aware of it in that conscious state of intention, the more it speaks to you, the more mm. it moves you. It's almost like living poetry, like a mm. song or a dance. I feel the movement of it when I approach life in that way. Yeah, that's beautiful. And earlier you mentioned, um, you know, doing everything as a ritual. And, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I'd love to have you explain that, you know, making your, making your daily activities into something sacred to build that community and the, you know, to the connection with the elements or with life. With, with everything. So for me, yes, it's everyday ritual. It's everyday ceremony. And what I learned with working with women for as many years as I have worked with them is that so many people wait for these big retreats to have these amazing experiences or spiritual mm-hmm. ahas, but then they go home and they don't do anything, right? It just it just disappears. But if we make life the ceremony and the spiritual aha, mm-hmm. life gets really, really beautiful really fast. And it's simple things, but every simple thing that is a habit... I've changed into a ritual. Okay. So it's the same thing. It's just the attention behind it. Either Mm -hmm. I'm just getting up and sucking down my coffee or I'm drinking it with purpose and intention of how I want my day to be aligned with my spiritual center. You know, when you're talking about going outside and doing the things that we do, whether it's deadheading your flowers (laughs) or pulling your weeds or whatever it may be, if we go into that with the purity of intention, that in itself is sacredness. It just changes the action completely and effortlessly, really. It doesn't take any more time. It doesn't take any more effort. But the outcome is drastically different. Yeah. Yeah, it's setting that intention. And one of the the chores, so to speak, that I used to dread was walking my dog. Now, I love my dog, but he was leash reactive. So it wasn't pleasant for me to go out and walk him. And I actually, my heart felt heavy when I needed to, when I needed (laughs) daily (laughs) to do that. Uh, but when I changed my intention and made it part of a, a sacred ritual, I, he started getting more excited about going. And then I became the leader um, in, in us going for the walk so that, you know, this is fun. We don't need to worry about anybody else that's out there. Mm-hmm. And it shifted everything because instead of me focusing on him reacting, I was focusing on us having an amazing experience outside. If it was a five minute walk or a 30 minute walk and it, and it deepened my relationship with him even more. 
And then you, you take it as a different approach because now you get to do a walk instead of I have to do this walk and the dog's going to be misbehaving. Instead, it's I get to do this. I get mm-hmm. to have this awesome relationship. I get to yeah. be in nature with my fur baby. It's, yeah. a, it's a different experience. And so often... I think that is, it's just like flipping a light switch with, with the things that we have that we call chores, yeah. they can very easily and very playfully be changed into something that feels loving and magical and intentional. Like laundry, right? That's the one thing I know is infinite in my house <laughs> is laundry. And I used to fuss about it. I didn't want to do the laundry or the dishes. There's always dishes. There's always laundry. But when I made it a, a playful thing and made it intentional and also approached it with gratitude, like I'm so blessed that I have all of this laundry for my family. I'm so blessed that I have running water and I'm not scrubbing it like some people have had to in my ancestral lineage, right? Mm -hmm. But looking at it in a different way and making it very intentional. And when you make those intentions, at least for me, it it flips me into a higher vibration that feels very soulful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Instead of feeling so. like a frustration of one mm-hmm. more thing that needs to be done. Yep. I love that reframe of instead of have to, I get to. And it really does shift everything. I'm mean, even the, the energy of the word, you know, to, to those of you who are listening, I invite you to just say the word have and get. Yes. And I can't take claim for that. There was a gentleman who was on stage last uh, weekend that I saw two weekends ago. And he had an incredible story. His name was Sean Crane. And he's he's um, an author as well. And he that was a part of his speech. And it really impacted me because I've lived my life that way. But hearing it from his lips to my ears was very powerful for me. Yeah, yeah. I've read someplace that sometimes we need to hear the same thing up to seven times before and by different people, you know, because one of my teachers always used to use the same languaging we get to versus we have to. And uh, but hearing it multiple ways, it just integrates into our bodies differently so that we can shift our approach, shift our energy and shift our perspective. It is. And it's a subtle shift, but it has a big oomph to it, doesn't it? When we yeah. really start making conscious decisions yeah. of how we're going to approach even the simplest of things, it really transforms our day. Yeah, it does. And it moves you know, back to gratitude again, because you know, life really is a gift. Uh, and you know, realizing that it really changed everything for me. You know, I, I've had a lot of um, challenges like, like everybody, right? You know, we're here to learn in this lifetime. And I used to have a lot of um, victim energy. You know, it's like, why is this happening to me? Life is so difficult. And, but at the same point in time, um, my friends and family always used to call me Pollyanna because I had those rose colored glasses and I was always looking for the positive. But I realized that the two energies didn't line up for me. You can't be acknowledging the silver lining in things and looking for the positives if you're in that 
woe is me energy. And so I just consciously decided to let go of poor me. You know, it was, it was, it was an, it was a persona that I really didn't want to live in anymore. And, you know, stepping into that gratitude and the silver lining and looking for what's positive and everything. Now, not, you know, being naive, but, but you're know, really finding it because in every situation, there is something positive, even the tragedies. Even the tragedies, there's always a lesson. And I think sometimes it's hard mm-hmm. to use the word positive within those types of things and those traumas, but we can always find a lesson. There's always a lesson. There's always wisdom waiting for us to harness. Mm -hmm. And I think if we could search for the wisdom, then it helps us transform the situation and raise our vibration into where you can let go of the victim energy or that woe is me or the martyr or whatever it may be. Just letting go of why me and and stepping into, oh, this is why. This mm. is why this happened. So yep. that I can do this now because I have that information. It's education. Yep. Those, we're collecting bits and pieces for our master's degree of, of self, right? We're going deeper and deeper within ourselves with each thing that we go through. Whether triumph or a tragedy, we're collecting and gathering wisdom to help other people because we are all connected. Yeah, yeah, we are. And our energy definitely impacts others um, and ourselves, definitely ourselves. And, you know, one simple way, uh, a story to help people understand, you know, looking for the positive when I first was looking for my home, it rained the entire weekend that I was down here. And, you know, I didn't think about it until I, I was kind of a little bit sad because, you know, I was down in North Carolina and I was excited about the warmer weather. But I realized as I toured homes to try and buy something, there was homes that had water in the basement. There was homes that had, you know, water flowing in certain directions that I would not have seen. <laughs> which saved me a whole lot of grief and aggravation, <laughs> right. the future. And, you know, I, the home that I ended up buying, I could see the water went down the side, it, you know, the, it, the, the direction of everything. And I also, with the wind, I was able to see how sturdy the trees were that lived, that live <laughs> in my backyard. So there was a benefit to it, but I had to drop in and accept the gift of what wasn't my brain's expectation. Right. And I think that's, we all, we all have to get through that and find the gifts in that way because it doesn't always look like we, what we imagine it mm-hmm. to be. You know, we, we want it to be the perfect holiday or the perfect this or the perfect that. But those lessons and those gifts sometimes are packaged differently. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And it's, it's changing your perspective a little bit to... Um, to be able to acknowledge that and to be able to see it because, you know, I think as humans, we've, we have been trained and taught and have the expectation of things fit into little boxes. Right. Right. And I don't like the boxes. Me either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like, I like the open concept (laughs) and learning how to pivot. When you mm-hmm. learn how to pivot, the boxes don't matter. Even whether we try to put ourselves there or somebody else tries to place us there. If we learn how to pivot 
and we start responding to life instead of reacting to life. Mm, Yeah, there's a powerful one. Everything just becomes easier. But it is the way that we respond. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely being respond, yeah, not reacting, being responsive. I think that that's worth um, repeating. There's so much power in that. And that takes being present, right? You know, we talked about that in the very beginning, you know, being in our bodies and being aware of where our energy is and the alignment and our connection to, you know, whatever terminology I use the, you know, God is my word, um, but, uh, you know, feeling that connection into the earth and the connection into spirit helps me be present so I can respond instead of react because when we're not centered when we're not in that energy sometimes it goes too fast it does and it makes people explosive when they don't need to be and Mm -hmm. things can be taken um in a direction that they don't need to go and we've all done it we've all experienced it and it can happen on either side of the fence right by Mm -hmm. our doing or somebody else's But what I found is the more that we're grounded into who we are, when we're in balance and really, really anchored into that divinity of self, when we're in that place, no matter what happens, we are able to respond. We are able to respond from our divine selves instead of going and triggering into something that we might regret later. Exactly. And, you know, and that's that energy of, um, you know, the hair trigger response mm-hmm. that, that that means you're not present. And I know that I, I, my son had a lot of that energy when he was growing up and, you know, he just couldn't sit still long enough to get present. And, you know, working with him and, and, you know, and he, it was funny, we were talking about bare feet on the grass. He hated the feeling of grass on his feet. He was one of those kids. I don't know if he was ticklish or what, but he just hated that sensation. Um, and getting him to just take off his shoes and be able to feel the bottoms of his feet and open up the energy there really helped him take that pause. And I always used to say, count to 10. It's like, I don't want to count to 10. Like, okay, count to three. Can you just do some? <laughs> you know, every, to- everybody's so different about it. Like yeah. I, I just shared about this earlier today. I love that you're bringing this up. Some people do need to go completely still, completely mm-hmm. still. And they need to sit and cross-legged and they need to be in total silence to be able to get the information they need to feel connected. Yeah. I'm not wired that way. So I am always in a state of meditation, but it's a moving meditation. It's through me going on a walk. It's through me cooking. It's through me dancing. There's all different ways to connect to that spiritual center. It's not one way or the highway. I think that's we need to explore that and understand what works best for us. When I had my first teachers, I thought it was the one way. I thought you had to be still and silent. And I was the girl with like one eye, like looking to see if everybody else's (laughs) eyes were still closed. And I was like, it felt like torture to me to be so still because I'm such an active being. And um, so as people are learning this and growing into who they are, I think there needs to be a little bit of grace 
for trial and error and experimentation and curiosities. And there's all different ways. Like I'm a foodie. I explore spirit through food and um, through cacao and ceremony and all these different ways to feel anchored, aligned, connected, and just in that delicious state of being open to receive. Yeah, there's so much power in that to be, to be able to do that. And, and, you know, I had the same experience of, you know, having a teacher saying you've got to be sitting, you know, in, and she even took it to the point of you have to have one chair that you meditate in. So, and I'm not a really good rule follower. (laughs) It's just not my nature. And, you know, accepting that I could be different and I am different and it's okay to do that. And yes, walking meditations and, you know, exploring all the different ways that we can connect. I have a friend that used to said he, he meditated when he vacuumed. I do that when I wash the floors (laughs) or you, when you were deadheading, that can be a meditation meditation. process for me Mm -hmm. when I'm chopping and doing big cooking and food prep, that's meditative to me. And for me, everything is an art of ceremony. And if you pull the creation into the doing, instead of it being a chore that I have to do this thing, and you allow yourself to come into the actual action and art of it, that in itself helps me go inward. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a magical feeling. It it really is. So, um, and I'd love to hear back from people, too, of what their way is. I mean, for me, when I used to train on the dance floor, rehearsal could have been that. Or working out is that for some people. They put on their headsets and they go into their own zone of being. And you'll know where you are because that's when you get those downloads of those beautiful ideas and inspirations. Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, it's when they're driving or when they're showering. There's no right or wrong. But it's allowing yourself to receive. That, to me, is the key to it, is allowing yourself to be open to really receive. Yeah, and that's the power. It's, you know, so instead of pushing and trying to make things happen, we are receiving. Yeah, that's, that is just really incredible. So, um, Jen, thank you so much for being here. I want to tell people a little bit more about you. Jen is a business and spiritual wealth consciousness coach, priestess, and energy medicine specialist with 30 plus years of experience through multi-sensory experiences, ancestral healing and channeling divine. She will help you bust through restrictions so you can begin the transformation you've been craving in any area of your life. Get ready to align with everything you are meant to in ways you've never experienced before. Um, and Jen's website is jenpaseno.com. And um, if you just click on her overview, you can get to other ways to reach out to her. So um, let's start coming back out of our portal, coming back out of our magic gift box here. And... Um, start making our way back to our reflection pool. And as we're walking, um, Jen, do you see that big book over off to the side? Oh, I do. Yeah. So next week, I am going to be having Laura DeFranco of Brave Healer Productions joining us to talk about journaling and writing for your soul. So 
Uh, let's pass by all the other portals and if we could spend hours in here, but we do need to close. So gather back around our circle and express gratitude for all of the gifts that we've had here today. Really just open your heart and receive a little bit more and receive without a filter. You know, just keep that energy open. And if there was something that didn't really make sense to you, just push that aside and allow in what does make sense and know that perhaps at some point in the future, it might make sense to you, right? (laughs) So let's just take in three breaths again in through our nose and out through our mouths to kind of close the energy of our circle. And now releasing and starting to just casually walk back to walk outside of Sacred Haven, knowing that you can come back and revisit any of the portals that we've explored so far. And each time you come back into Sacred Haven, whether you're exploring a new possibility, a new area of healing, or you're going back to one that you've already been to before, you're at a different vibration. You're approaching things from a different energetic space, from new power and a new frequency. So thank you all so much for joining me, Jen. It was a pleasure. Thank you for being here with me and going on this sacred journey. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. It was so fun. So everybody, if you would like to have a conversation with me about setting up your own sacred haven journey and doing some private coaching, um, I would love to um, have a conversation with you. You can find me at carolynmcgee.com and I am happy to chat to see uh, what your needs are and how I might best support you. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for tuning in this week to Sacred Haven Living. Please join Carolyn McGee again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Next week, more on creating your better life.